1: Show.
0: In the FA Cup fourth round, playing Chelsea at Stamford Bridge tomorrow night, Friday night, 7.45 or 8 o'clock kick-off. I've got no idea which one it is, but no doubt we'll find a way to watch it because it isn't on TV for some reason. So they've done the Villa away, fans over, for absolutely no reason at all. This show is sponsored by 1874. No, it's not. It's sponsored by NordVPN. We're called 1874. And if you go to 1874.io slash NordVPN, you'll get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan and you'll also get four months for free. It's completely risk-free because you've got Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee if you are not satisfied. David Reed is with me. I've already been with David Reed today at Sky. I've just got back to my home. I'm very tired, so hence my mistakes early on in this show. And apologies for being late. Like I say, I've literally just got back from London. Dave doesn't have as far to travel as me. Are you OK, Dave?
1: Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you. Yeah, nice to see you back. Safe and sound.
0: Yep, still in makeup as well face looking better than it should do it, glistening glistening yeah. you take say. you take yours off don't you
1: i do yeah just don't
0: like it don't like it mm-hmm. just feels heavy i'm gonna leave it on for days because i'm worried about how tired i, I must look underneath <laughs> all this slap right fa cup dive not often villa are in the fourth round of the fa cup in recent times usually get knocked out in the third so of course we've got through but we've got a tough draw Away at Chelsea, and Unai Emery has held his press conference today. This afternoon, whilst I was driving back, and not great news on the injury front, I wouldn't say. Do you want to to fill in the viewers and listeners into in the injury news in case they don't know?
1: Yeah. So feel free to step in if I miss someone out. So Paul Torres out, um, Luca Dean coming back but not ready. Um, Jacob Ramsey out again, coming back but not ready. Uh, John Duran out of hmm. the game. So, have I missed anyone? Not sure. Don't, I don't think so. Think so. No.
0: no. Oh, Adams playing with playing with buttons there. Dave Ray's still on the screen whilst I'm talking. So that's great. Here he is. There we go. Back. He sorted himself out. Too busy eating skittles behind the scenes and not concentrating on on what he should be doing. So yeah, the Pa Torres one is the one that I'm finding a little bit frustrating because it feels like Villa over the years always have a player that's due back and then weeks go by. Weeks go by and you don't see them, and it started to feel a little bit like that with Pau Torres.
1: Yeah, familiar familiar theme, isn't it? Um, unfortunate, really, because he as you say, he was due back, and now he's got another setback. And as uh, from what I from what I saw today, and again, if if anybody has seen differently, then um, feel free to say. But from what I saw, there wasn't really a timeline on his return again. So it's kind of like wait and see. Um, but for his sake, you hope he's back because he's been so good for Villa this season. He brings such a lot to that Villa side that the team does miss something when he's not playing. So, um, yeah, you'd like to think for him, he'd, he'd like to be back as soon as possible. And obviously, you know, Emery would would like him back as well to give that extra bit of depth because given the list of injuries there, it feels like almost the team picks itself tomorrow. Yeah, it's,
0: I think... Look, we've stumbled a little bit in, in, in recent weeks. Still in a fantastic position. I'm not getting on anyone's back at all. Absolutely loving the ride that we're on, and I'm also not not digging Longlay because I actually think he's been fine coming in. But unfortunately, I mean, not just Longlay, but not many centre backs in world football can do what what Paul Torres does. So I feel he's been a huge miss, and I don't think it's a coincidence that we've stumbled of late without him there, Dave.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. Just on Longlay, I think. Um... I think he probably had, for me, for me anyway, probably had his best game uh, for Villa against Everton. Yeah, he was good. I just thought he was, he was up for the fight and everybody needs to be when you're playing that Everton side, as, as we kind of found out. And, you know, I even saw him kind of bear a few teeth at the Everton players when they were coming over and wanting to have a little bit of a, little bit of a set two with the, with the Villa players. So it was quite nice because he, he's, he's quite, um, you know, his style of play is so relaxed. You never kind of see him ranting and raving on the pitch. Everything's always seemed so calm and calculated for, for Longley. And um, it was quite nice, I thought, to see him kind of get caught up a little bit in the atmosphere and in the game. Now, I'm not saying that that's a good thing for all the Villa players, but it, I thought it was quite nice to see that side of him. And I thought he had his best game uh, against Everton. But yeah, and we, we kind of said it said it before, really, with Pal Torres, you miss his... his uh, relationship with Ezri Konza first of all, particularly the way that Villa defend, uh, squeezing the pitch high. And then also you miss what he gives you on the ball and his ability when Villa are playing against teams that sit off and play in a low block, that he is the one that's able to carry the ball forward and also play those incisive passes, which Longley, I've, I've been quite impressed with the way he carries the ball forward, but his passing just isn't quite at the level. No. As as, and when you've got someone who's so good on the ball... Uh, in terms of his passing range and passing ability, you're going to miss it. And that's what, we've, what, what we're finding out with Pau Torres.
0: It's been, been a huge loss. I think Tillerman's not being there in certain games hasn't helped us as well. In possession, I do think we've not been as great in recent weeks in possession, but maybe we'll come back after a break, refresh and like you say, I think the team does pick itself. I mean, we haven't had both left-backs available at the same time all season either. Luckily, as Luca Dean's got injured, Moreno's, come back into the fray, but struggled with things like that all season. It feels like, it's all, obviously, because we got two bad injuries at the start of the season, there's always been someone out. And I know Tottenham have struggled, Newcastle have struggled with injuries as well. We're not alone in this, but we have had literally someone out at every juncture of the season so far. Obviously, we're doing our transfer shows at Sky at the moment, Dave. So we got to talk about John Duran on air earlier, so I've got the clip ready to play. So if Adam can tee that up for us, you can hear what we had to say about John Duran's future earlier on. You on don't know what type of player he's going to turn out to be. He could turn out to be world class. He could quite easily fall by the wayside. When he comes on, you know, invariably you will score, win a penalty, or you feel like he might get sent off. Absolutely loves a slide tackle. I've never seen a striker love a slide tackle as much as, as John Duran does. I'm trying to think how, how, how to word this, but... I almost think he needs a little bit of a, a reality check, John Duran. You're playing at a team at the moment who's top four in the Premier League, has got one of the best managers in the country, a manager that's visibly improved nearly every player at Villa Park. You're getting minutes. OK, you're not starting in the Premier League, but you know, you're getting minutes in the Cup. You're coming on and impacting Premier League games. You're talking about going to Chelsea who are stacked with with players. John Duran's not going to go to Chelsea and suddenly be their number nine that starts every week. I feel like a lot of this stuff that he's he's been linked with at the moment is agent kind of touting his play around, creating news uh, around him. And John Duran is second-choice striker to Ollie Watkins, who's one of the best strikers in the the Premier League and a striker whose output over the last 12 months has been frightening. So I'm not sure why he thinks he, he should be starting, if that's the reason that, that he wants to go for, for, for more minutes. John Duran should just be happy with, with, with where he is, in, in my opinion. There's been a lot of stuff said around maybe application in training not being what, what, what it should be. The Villa fans like John Duran because you know he is a fun footballer to, to watch. But if he wants to go and, and he goes, and I almost think, well, fair enough, if you're not prepared to stick it out and, and battle for your place just go and Villa Villa will get get someone else in but you do always carry that risk that you let someone go now and in 3 4 years he turns out to be one of the best strikers in the league
1: yeah i mean i guess from his his point of view he's loved in colombia one of their top hopes their you know number 9 for the national team he plays he would expect he, for them? he would expect to be playing more More minutes, certainly from people's view in South America, you would think. His minutes have have been going up. You all know the same
0: as me, Dave. He's been coming on in games. He's been coming on earlier in games. Villa, when games haven't been going well in recent weeks, have gone to two up front and he's played alongside Ollie Watkins. I don't think he's ever going to start instead of Ollie Watkins, but there's no reason that as time goes on in certain games, he may start uh, alongside him. I think just because he's playing up top for Colombia, that doesn't translate to you should be playing every week in the Premier League as a number nine. And you know, I said, if he goes to Chelsea, he isn't going to play. Villa lost a player a few years ago to Chelsea, Carnegie Ch- Chuck chucked Mecca. The, kid, the, the kid's
1: barely played, he's, he's barely made an impact yeah. there. So, stay where you are and, you know, get your head down. I think you, you probably have to bear in mind as well that he's a young man having left home at a very young age, new culture, new, you know, getting used to a new language, really. I know he spent time in America... Um, so for him, it's, it's, a, it's a hard time. He's going to have lots of people around him in the Premier League, lots of eyeballs on him. First time he'll have had good money as well. So I think you probably have to bear that in mind for him and his, uh, his development.
0: I mean, I'd probably, I don't know whether i did take it too far. Probably not as impartial as I'm supposed to be on, on Sky Sports. And I've got to say, the Duran dialogue is irritating me a little bit at the moment. Dave, how are you feeling about it?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think you went too far. I thought we, we tried to give a balanced argument. And, you know, when I said kind of people around him in the Premier League, I mean, he's in a circle, the people that he trusts around him. I would assume that uh, that close knit group will have got a little bit bigger. Now he's moved to England and he's playing in the Premier League. Um, I'm not, you know, suggesting really that he's getting bad advice, but you know, if his friends here, his friends back home are saying you're good enough to be playing, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he's going in and thinking I should be playing. You know, I don't I don't think there's much wrong with a player thinking that he should be playing. It's just um, does do they go about it the right way? Do they, um, you know, do their actions suggest that, you know, they want to be here and they want to prove that they're worth the minutes? Um you know, and as I say, difficult time for him. Uh, you know, if he's injured now, which you know, there's no reason to believe that he's not injured. Um, you know, I would think that that would shelve any kind of interest that Chelsea have, um, because Chelsea are in need of someone that can play right now, rather than be on their way back in a month's time from a hamstring injury. So, you know, I would I would expect John Duran to be an Aston Villa player in a week's time when the when the transfer window closes. I've expected. That to be the case since January the 1st, or even when these kind of bits of speculation came out. And now that Chelsea, we know, certainly do have an interest in him, I still expect him to be an Aston Villa player simply because, you know, there's no way that Villa would countenance losing John Duran and not having anyone else in. Now, you might think, well, maybe Morgan Rodgers is going to be the one that could be the replacement, if you like, for John Duran. But I think they're different types of player. And I think John Duran gives you a different kind of option uh, to what Morgan Rogers would give you. So, yeah, I mean, I would expect if Villa are going to do business, I would expect John Duran to stay. And I would expect if they are going to sign anyone, they've managed to get Morgan Rogers over the line.
0: Yeah, it's smacking to me a difficult agent. I referenced Carney Chukwemeca in that piece. And I know from people inside the club what Carney Chukwemeca's agent was like in the negotiations for for his new contract, and look, Duran's not going to be after a new contract. He'll already be on a on a good contract here. But the the stories around Chelsea, West Ham, it smacks to me of agent going to the press, leaking stuff, kind of tout interest in his in his player. That's just that's my opinion. It's not 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 a fact, but I just I'm getting bad vibes off it. And I know we've got no reason to to not believe that he's injured. And you know I trust doing I Emery with my life because the man's a genius. Does feel a little bit convenient that he's got this got this hamstring injury when there's all this talk about his future. And you know, he disappeared from the bench earlier on in, in in the season as well. I think there were there was problems with application around training at that point from from what I've been told. So it's an interesting one to 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 keep an eye on. But just as I say, I'm I'm getting bad vibes about it. I don't think he'll go either. But it's just a another little kind of side thing that we don't really need go, going on at the moment. Where does the FA Cup rank in terms of Villa's priority, Dave? And where do you think it ranks in terms of Unai Emery's priorities? Uh,
1: for me, it ranks number three after the Premier League and the Europa Conference League, okay. and I think probably in you know Unai, Unai Emery was asked about this, um, and he gave a little smile and he said it depends in terms of whether the Europa Conference League might well be a, a more of a priority than, than the FA Cup. I think, um, you know, in some ways, the FA Cup is going to be harder for Villa to win than the Europa Conference League, uh, simply because of the teams left in the, in the Europa Conference League and the, the likelihood that a top six, another top six side is going to go all the way to the final and win it. Um, so for me, it would be Premier League, Europa Conference League and an FA Cup but the fact that we've got through in the third round that being such a rarity if we manage to overcome Chelsea that's them out and then you've got to hope that the draw might open up for us and the deeper you go the more important competitions become so I think tomorrow is a really significant kind of milestone as to whether we take the FA Cup as a as a really important priority this year.
0: Yeah, I'll give you my thoughts in a second but first let's hear from our sponsors NordVPN because actually they might be able to help people watch the game tomorrow night so listen to this 1874 is proudly sponsored by NordVPN so when you can't watch it we want to help you NordVPN is a secure and private service which works on pretty much any device including your laptop, mobile and television so if you want to watch some live content it allows you to appear like you're in another country And whilst you're connected, no one else can find out what you're doing, including your internet service provider. Beyond this, the service also has threat protection baked in to protect you from intrusive website ads and malware, which is pretty handy for you. As part of NordVPN support performance for free, this also includes Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. All you've got to do is go to 1874.io slash NordVPN and sign up. All the details are also in the description. As always, we're very grateful to anyone that signs up. We know that money is tight, but if you think NordVPN will help you out, it will also help keep the channel running and help us too. I've been thinking about this, I actually did a segment on TalkSport 2 about this on Tuesday when I was there. I think I'd rather win the FA Cup than the Europa Conference League because my main gripe with the Conference League, as much as I'm enjoying us being back in Europe, is that if we get to a final, maybe about... 10,000 people allowed in the ground, perhaps, if we're lucky, such as the the ticket allocation. Whereas if we were to get to Wembley and play in the FA Cup final, everyone everyone will get to be there. There'll be 40-odd thousand Villa fans there to, to to watch us hopefully lift the FA Cup. So from that perspective, I want that. And there's also like generations of Villa fans, because we haven't won it since 1957, that haven't seen us lift the FA Cup. So I've got to say, my leaning now, especially with where we are in the in the league. I mean, you could have all three looking in an ideal world, but given where we are in the league as well, I just think the FA Cup's not as much of a distraction on your schedule as, a, as the Europa Conference League. As well, so I'm at the point now where actually I'd rather prioritize the FA Cup than the Conference League. And they both get you the same thing at the end of the day, don't they? Because you get Europa League qualification off the back of them.
1: Yeah, I just think, um, you know, the... I think right now, I think you have to say, look the f a Cup is the most important out of the two, just because Villa don't have games in the Europa Conference League for the next month and a month and a half month and a bit mm. um, till March, so right now Villa can put everything they have into the game against Chelsea. I just think when when and if we're still in the competition and the conference league comes around, that for me is probably you know the, um, you know I'm not saying. Every single year, we're going to prioritize Europe over domestic trophy. You know, things might flip flip around next year, and if Villa drop off this year and finish outside of a Europa League and position, and we're back in the Conference League next season, you know, I would probably flip that and say, look, let's go for an FA Cup, let's go for a League Cup over um, over Europa Conference League. But I just think right now, this particular year for me, that would be those those are my priorities, and I think tomorrow FA Cup takes precedent just because there's no Euro- European games. But I think if we're still in both competitions in the next couple of months, I think that might change. Yeah, Roderick
0: Cole in, in the chat agrees with what I'm saying about the FA Cup as well. He said he was around in 57, but was was only dribbling. So Roderick would like to see us lift the FA Cup as well. Let's talk about our opponents, Chelsea, then a, a little bit, Dave. We've got a decent record at Stamford Bridge in, in recent years. Obviously, we've won there twice in, in, in a row now without conceding, but I feel that... I don't think they're perfect, Chelsea by a long stretch. I think we are a better team than, than Chelsea quite comfortably. The league would dictate that. The league table, sorry, but it does feel like they're starting to get it together a little bit at the moment. Obviously, they'll be buoyed by the fact they've got to the Carabao Cup final uh, as well. I feel like they're starting to get players back as as well. Chelsea. So Jackson's uh, Nicholas Jackson's away, isn't he? He's away on uh, international duty. Unless he's back, I don't think you don't think he is. So you yeah, have got players missing. That was false. What, what I said, but it does feel like this will be a tougher game than the game in september perhaps
1: yeah uh i mean the the game in september obviously you know the red card was a factor in that game um yeah. i do think you know we were better than them on the day um but you know that was still a point where chelsea were and i think they still are to a certain degree finding their way into the season finding you know the cohesion that's needed and the chemistry between the, the players in order to to make themselves into a proper team, and Villa are, are ahead of Chelsea in that respect in in terms of Villa's development. Um, so, I don't think Cole Palmer didn't start the game at Stamford Bridge in the league. I would expect him to start on Friday tomorrow, and he's had a, a fantastic season so far. Um, uh, you know, mudrick was was very ordinary against Middlesbrough at Stamford Bridge, and it wasn't a surprise that he got taken off. So. I can't imagine he'll be playing, so I would expect it to be kind of Fernando's, uh, Fernandez, Fernandez, um, Gallagher, and then Palmer to play with Sterling and maybe Breuer as the as the number nine up front. Um, so, you know, he is obviously a player. I, I kind of think he's better in central areas, Cole Palmer, but I think he'll probably start in a wider position and then drift inside, um, and then Sterling will play on the other side. So they have got threats and they are getting better. I think as the season goes on Chelsea and I think they'll continue to get better as the season goes on as well and I just think you know watching the game against Middlesbrough when they play with a proper <laughs> this might sound stupid but when they play with a proper fullback when they've got yeah. a Reese James fit when they've got Ben Chilwell it just gives them so much balance and I don't think they have been at their best when Levi Colwell has played left back I know you can't, can kind of understand what Pochettino is trying to do in terms of doing something similar to Villa really building up with a three and having the right back bomb on. But I just think when Chilwell played the other night and Colwell played inside him, you know, it opens up those different passing angles with a left footer on that left hand side and I think, you know, they, they looked much more balanced. So I was quite impressed. Look, Middlesbrough weren't great. They were they were pretty ordinary as well. But I thought Chelsea played very well the other night.
0: Yeah, Chilwell did make a huge difference in that game. And when Cole Palmer does play wide right and Gallagher plays right central midfield, he kind of takes on the defensive responsibilities. Cole Palmer comes inside, Gallagher kind of covers that area off. Defensively, he didn't play the other night either. I'd expect him to come back in and probably captain the side like he he has done most weeks for Chelsea so so far this season. So, I know Chilwell's the captain, isn't he? No, when Chilwell's back, he's the... He's the captain, isn't he? Chilwell's a, a real key player for them. He he made them infinitely better going forward against Middlesbrough. He actually played against us in the league as well, didn't he? And should have scored, did find himself in space a couple of times in that game. So he's probably the... I'd say he's actually probably Chelsea's danger man, besides Palmer, Ben Chilwell. If he's playing, hopefully they don't see the need to play him because they don't want, want to rush him back. But I think they probably will play him, in, in all honesty. Right then Dave, should we do so we do a score prediction? I'm feeling a bit apprehensive about doing a score prediction <laughs> to be honest. What do you do you think?
1: Yeah, let's m- maybe avoid the score prediction. So <laughs> I'm a bit worried.
0: Yeah, I don't know why I've just got a, a little bit of a bad, a bad feeling about it for, for, for some reason, but earlier on in the week I felt good about it. i have just seen the players out still. How Torres is a a real blow for me that he's a, a crucial player that we that we need at all times, and yeah, I'm really unhappy. that He's got a continued absence. Right then, let's go. We've both had a had a long, long day. Six a.m. Dave and I were in the office this morning, so yeah, we, I might even go for a nap now. In all honesty, I'm feeling very, very grumpy and tired. But yes, Dave, thank you very much for jumping on and joining me. Thanks to Adam for producing in between Eating His Skittles. And we will be back on Monday with 1874, the podcast. A look back on the Chelsea game. I think Greg is back from his travel, so it should be Greg and myself. All those that are travelling to Stamford Bridge tomorrow, stay safe, have a safe trip and bring back the next round of the cup. I couldn't say bring back three points. I've got to stumble into into something else. Yeah. So yeah, just travel safe basically. And hopefully we win is the is my thoughts there. Right, let's go. I'm absolutely rambling. I'm absolutely dead. But thank you ever so much for listening and watching and up the villa.